You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're continuing what we started yesterday. So go listen to yesterday's or then come back to this one if you have not. Now, we're dealing with imitating God, something like that. Well, I think I even named it something different, but uh, well, you can just go find it. Anyway, we're dealing with Ephesians 5. I began with saying that we're going to talk, teach, walk on a picture. Jeez. Walk on Ephesians 5. But what happened was that um, for some reason we went into Ephesians 4, had a good time, then ran back to 5 and that's where we are. So, Ephesians 5 verse 1. Now, we're doing this um, line by line exposition that is explaining verse by verse kind of um, teaching. This is actually one very good way to do Bible study, really. And the benefit of doing it this way is that people get to learn how to also study scriptures, what to look out for, how to interpret scriptures when they study. That's the good thing about this one. There are several ways to study your Bible. You can study by topic, but also, and I do that on this um, channel at times. Sometimes we just take one topic like love and just go through, go through, go through, go through different texts, different passages. But you can just sit on one passage and just focus verse by verse by verse because you see especially in the epistles especially in the letters that paul and the other apostles wrote you are looking at explanations when you read in context you will get entire messages that will apply you know because it's like he's writing to if you notice that in the bible like this book of ephesians he's writing to the ephesians right and in his writings Ephesians, he's teaching them, he's explaining things to them. So if you, if it's just logical, like if you follow through line by line, verse by verse and go down, you will actually be able to get the explanation you get that he was giving them. And of course, some other letters usually explain better um, or expand on what he was saying here. And that's why we make reference to other texts and all that. And of course, he also quotes the Old Testament. So we go there also to get a better understanding. Now, Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as their children. So he says, we are to mimic God, imitate God. Why? Because we are his children. That is why. You cannot you cannot mimic or imitate what you are not. Well, that's in, in the spiritual, because in the physical, someone can fake it. You know, they, they do what they call fake it till you make it. <laughs> so let's keep on um, acting like we're rich till one day we begin, become rich or something like that. But it says, therefore be imitators of God as their children, and act like God because you are his children, right? It says, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us. Now, I want you to know something. You see, some people, the way they read this thing is that they will read imitators of God as their children, then they will separate it from verse 2. They will not say, and walk in love. They will not think, oh, imitation of God is different from walking in love. No, that's not how you read your Bible. You have to realize that it follows a sequence of thought, right? He only wrote verse 2 because he wrote verse 1. Do you understand? There's a flow of thought. From verse 1 to verse 2, there's a flow of thought. Being imitators of God as their children. Oh, then he now explains, right, what it means to be imitators of God as their children. He says, and what? Walk in love. And walk in love. That's important. Very, very important. So, he says, the way you will actually be imitators of God is to what? Is to walk in love. Is to walk in love. The word and there is the word kai in the Greek. And that word kai if it is not a conjunction, meaning just joining two phrases together or sentences, it's an explanation. So, you can actually read it like, therefore, be imitators of God as their children 
therefore walk in love you can put as therefore you get or as a result of this walk in love so it's like saying because of what i just said this is what is it you know you're joining it's like it's like an explanation so and walk in love as christ also has loved us so he explains that the way we walk in love we don't walk in the world's kind of love we walk in love as christ has loved us so the example and pattern of love for us to follow is christ's own love the way he loved us he now explains better and says and given himself for us so are you seeing that his love is described in the fact that he gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to god for a swiss man and roma so it's a sacrifice love is sacrificial the kind of love he's talking about is that we are to be sacrificial in our love and of course if you want to make more reference to this you can actually run down to um first Corinthians 13 run down thing four to seven and everything and you will get a better description or depiction of this love right so verse 3 says but fornication that sleeping with someone that uh, you're not married to and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not even be named among you right now why should it not be named among you because you are an imitator of god because you are god's child so fornication and certain acts are alien to us and because they are not who we are we don't do them right we imitate god because god is in us so we don't do certain things because they are foreign to us right fornication for example is to have sex with someone else and marry that that goes against god's divine plan right to to be fruitful and multiply and, and fill the earth that is supposed to be in the context of marriage because god wants the safety of marriages for children to come into the world so when you do those things you are actually out of god's plan uh, there are other reasons why not fornicate aside children sure because someone will say hey you can prevent that okay so it says let it not be named among you as it is fitting for saints are you seeing that notice that paul keeps on pushing us back to who we are when he's saying we should not do certain things so don't fornicate why because it's not who you are don't commit adultery because it's not who you are because you have god he keeps on reminding you of your identity for us holiness flows from identity you know holy living flows from our righteousness in god the fact that we have a right standing with god and our identity in christ right which is our holiness we are no longer slaves to sin we are now in christ we are righteous we have god's life god's nature so from our identity it is who we are you understand so certain things are just beneath us there are things that is like we are in the highest class you can imagine and there are just things that are you know beneath us we just can't do those things because it's not who we are you understand as you are that think of just just think of something very disgusting that you just can't imagine yourself doing just just think about it right now something uh, that is just beneath you that you will be so disappointed in yourself if you find yourself doing nothing uh-huh. if you can picture that feeling that is actually the kind of disgust we are meant to have towards sin or living you know outside of god's will or god's plan it is beneath us it is not who we are when you understand it you realize that god is not trying to flog your head god is not saying don't live in sin and because of that that he or his way of persuading you is to flog your head no his way of persuading you is to say look it's beneath you i have given you an identity that is righteous holy spotless blameless <laughs> no spot and wrinkles so therefore don't go put spots on what is, is you know what is white don't dirty your, your cloth you know i think i have a podcast episode like that dating your wife or modding your white shirt or something like that yeah so verse five okay says rather giving thanks no verse four actually says neither filthiness nor foolish talking aha talking anyhow are you seeing this okay what am i saying yes 
Oh, okay. I even forgot to mention covetousness. There's verse three says covetousness. Uh, a part of what should not be among you is covetousness. Let's not be among covetousness. Now, covetousness is the desire for things that belong to other people, and that desire to get at all costs. Because a person can be covetous, you know, can can desire what someone else has. You know, I think the opposite of covetousness will be contentment. You you have this your what is what you have is not enough for you. Your eyes strain to things that other people have. There's a desire to have those things at all costs, at any cost. You see, it says that those things should not be named among you, right? So it says, um, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, talking anyhow, nor cause jesting, which is which are not fitting. So he's talking about jokes, actually, that the kind of jokes you crack, that there are many kinds of jokes that that you crack that are not convenient, that not they're not godly. You know, let me even say this. <laughs> Uh, don't cover me but many of the jokes that we crack are actually nonsense jokes if you think about it many of them are lewd jokes sexual jokes right and let me say this there are two ways to partake in this scene one of those ways is to crack the joke yourself number two is to is to be around people who are cracking such jokes and entertain those uh, or laugh at those jokes it's true because whatever you condone you partake of yeah that's the truth so you can be around them or maybe you're watching you know that we have so much comedy online and everything so much of it <laughs> and um you as a believer you don't many times we we have to realize that these things like we can't just shut our brains down when we come to entertainment and say ah, it's just i'm not relaxing and you're not aware bible says guard your heart right ah, guard your heart so you are listening to jokes you are reading jokes or anything what are they saying do you understand what, what are they saying for example now there's a particular one i was discussing with one of my disciples and i said there's this particular um trending joker right in nigeria right now very very trending joker in fact i think his popularity soared in that period this period of corona and everything and his jokes always seem to be centered around him being a sugar daddy and um he's married though he's a married man right married with a wife for how many years but then he's rich he's a sugar daddy he doesn't give his wife money his wife is always to get money from him she must trick him but then when one sugar mommy comes like that with the big you know balloons he just says ah, come here he says come he gives her he says bring your account and transfer 300,000 500,000 1 million to someone he doesn't know you understand because of sex that's this person 90% of his jokes are are that just 90% this is what his jokes are about always one person like that and then usually they would dip him or something like that you know but even I run after other people's wives and that's that's just what the person's jokes are about are they funny yes <laughs> they're very funny but then think about it what why are you there why are you laughing at that <laughs> do you understand why are you laughing at that you know <laughs> hey I say you always do much if I let me not listen to your podcast so I can listen to anything I want hey go is you when you meet the Lord it's between you and the Lord but these things are just you know simple logic like why would you you know like stay on stuff like that if it's not something you want to be doing if it's not something you agree with why would you stay and laugh you might as well have you know because that time that you actually sat down to watch the person on youtube you know that that person can make money off of you sitting down you're endorsing what the person is doing you might as well have just bought a ticket gone to the cinema or his performance and sat down and laughed your head off the whole night similar same thing same thing right it's like um even sex for example you won't someone puts it like they said that you won't you won't have sex but you will actually um, how will i put it you will pay to watch it 
you will pay to watch others do it. You understand? And thinking that it's different. It's not different. You're also partaking in the same thing. <laughs> so, verse 5 says, For this you know, it says, That no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous person, who is an idolater, now, an idolater would be what? Somebody who worships other gods or has any inheritance in the kingdom of heaven. Now, one thing for you to note is this, that it's not talking about you. You are not the idolater or the fornicator or whatever. Why? By verse 1 says you are imitators of God as dear children. You're already God's child, so therefore you are not right. the idolater. You're not the um, fornicator. You are not the unclean person. You are actually God's child, Right? But then he's now he now makes a point. He says, um, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. So why would the wrath of God come upon the sons of disobedience as those who are not born again? It comes upon them because it is sin. The wages of sin is death. It is sin. So the wrath of God will come upon them. In other words, punishment. There is punishment for sin. So he's saying, don't make light of sin. Just because you are born again, and you have God's life in you, and you are not, the Bible says that we've been saved from wrath, you understand, but that same wrath we've been saved from will still fall on the person who is a sinner, who is not born again. He's saying, don't take these things lightly. Do you understand? Don't take these things lightly. I mean, it's just like saying, imagine that you were a criminal who has committed many crimes, killed people and done things, and then you were all of a sudden given pardon or immunity or whatever, Right? And then you were also given a new nature, so you don't. You are not supposed to kill again. You do. It's not the desire is not there. You don't now make light of it. It doesn't change the fact that that thing that you used to do is still as grievous as it was. Just because you have pardon and immunity, it doesn't mean that those things are not wrong. So some believers want to live their lives like, okay, yes, I have grace, so I cannot do anything. No, you cannot do anything. See, that sin you are committing still costs Christ his life. Those things you are doing still cost him to die. You understand? So it's as grave as it was yesterday. It has not changed. But you have pardon from it. So don't go and live as someone who does not understand what was paid for that sin that you're committing. Okay? So, verse 7, therefore, do not be partakers with them. So it's therefore, don't go, you know, join them when you understand these things. Verse 8, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. When we begin to teach Bible interpretation, especially interpretation of Genesis, you're going to realize that many of these writers of the Bible, in fact, all writers of the Bible, they draw many of these, their, um, how will I put it, these their pictures, you know, when they teach from Genesis. For example, you were in once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Once, where do we see darkness first? The law of first mention is a way of also interpreting the Bible. It's one of the, sorry, rules of interpreting the Bible. We first of all see it in Genesis um, 1. It says, in the beginning, uh, God made heavens and earth. The earth was without form and void, and the spirit was moving by the face of the deep, right? Or there was darkness. Uh So, okay, the Bible says there was darkness on the the face of the deep, right? There was darkness. And then we now see verse, I think, 3. It says, God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's actually the first place where we see light and darkness introduced in the entire Bible. And then we now see people using those same terms, light and darkness. And there's a reason for that. The reason actually is because when Moses said light and darkness, he didn't really mean light and darkness. He actually meant something else. Um, I'm not going to talk about that now. When I'm doing my Bible, whatever, or when I make it into a course, we'll discuss that. So here he says, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Right? So 
you are light. It is walk as children of light, right? For the fruit of the of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, right? Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. So, what does light do? It finds out what's acceptable to the Lord, right? And have no fellowship, you know, no company with the unfruitful works of darkness. So, by this, you should be able to just tell that darkness and light the light there will be the light of the gospel of god the life of god because john one tells us that in him was life and the light was the life was the light of men are you seeing that so that light is just the life of god in men are you seeing that Aha. the gospel of god comes and then by accepting it you now have god's life which is a light to men okay so when we say we were once in darkness that means you were children of darkness that means you were um, what's the word? You were not born again, right? But now you are light in the Lord. You are now born again. You now have God's life. He says, walk as children of light. Are you seeing this? He's just exactly, he, he's just, is what he said in verse 1, which is what? Be imitators of God as dear children. He's just saying it in, in another way. Walk as children of light, right? Uh-huh. So, verse 10 or verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Darkness is what? the works of those who are not born again right which is what what he has been talking about which is what idolatry fornication and all those other things he's been talking about you understand the things that are alien to the nature of god okay so he says have no fellowship with them don't be around them don't there's there should be no intermingling between you and those things he says but rather expose them now he's exposed them is he saying that wherever you see sin sin say ah you sinner this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong expose you'll get killed very fast honestly but no how do you expose darkness it's simple be light <laughs> that's how you expose that bible says that um the light shines in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it you understand the way you actually destroy darkness is by what being light are you seeing that so when he says expose them he's saying that just be light in other words walk as children of light walk in the nature that you have walk in righteousness that's what he's saying he says for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light the word manifest means to be shown by the light all things that are exposed are exposed or made manifest by the light so in other words by you being a light there is a stark contrast by your behavior changing you understand to your nature there is a stark contrast between you and them there's a distinction i see that for whatever makes manifest is light whatever shows is light so light is what exposes you be the light do you understand so how do you deal with darkness be the light simple how do you um people around you who are you know sinners and everything how do you expose darkness how do you um how i put it put an end to darkness be light be the opposite be what christ has put in you and in fact all this comes from walking in love you walk in love towards people that's what he tells us in verse 2 and walk in love as christ has also loved us so you also exposing darkness will have to be in light it also has to be walking in love now remember we are saying that you must take all these things together in context you can't leave the verses before are you seeing that aha uh-huh. so all this must be done in love glory to god it must be done in love okay so it says therefore he says awake you who sleep arise from the dead and christ will give you light he's actually quoting isaiah right isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 here i read isaiah chapter 60 uh by the way um i hope that you are reading your bibles (laughs) 
you know i had a conversation with some people yesterday and i was really like uh, i went off on them i was explaining a few things to some people and i was like ah, do you know this verse no do you know this verse? Uh-uh. i said no this is a shame a believer has to be someone that is actually proud of his bible study life you have to be so we're doing this bible in one year reading plan uh we're adding that to what we're doing uh, uh seven to you so every day i think we'll be releasing verses like you should read and you know should bless you so romans in this case romans chapter one and two you should actually go study that and yeah definitely to bless you okay so isaiah chapter 60 verse one says arise shine for your light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you so we know what the light is by now huh bible also talks about christ he was the light he is the light amen Arise, your light is come, that salvation has come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and cross darkness the people. What is this? What is this darkness? That is ignorance. That is a life without God. There are many people that will need salvation. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you, and the Gentiles shall come to your light. Hallelujah! And kings to the brightness of your rising. What you need to know is that this scripture has been fulfilled, right? Because we now have the opportunity for salvation today. Glory to God. Okay? verse 15 see then you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming time because the days are evil okay verse 17 therefore don't be unwise but understand the will, what the will of the lord is and 18 now i'm not i'm going to stop here actually because uh tomorrow i'm going to start with this be not drunk with wine and everything and if you look at it in your bible you'll see that it goes down to verse 22 wives submit your own husbands and everything mean that we're going to start talking about marriage <laughs> tomorrow Okay, so with that, we have ended today's whatever. You see, no biggie, no big deal. Just reading verse by verse by verse by verse, right? Not everything has to be topical. And I would advise you to really pay attention to everything that you've learned. Read, listen to this over and over again. And then approach Bible study, seeing the way I did it. I, I used a lot of context a lot here, which is that I made sure that the verses I read after, I, I read them with the verses before in mind. Do you get okay so with that we're ending today's episode and uh that's it <laughs> tomorrow we'll continue okay uh don't forget that every day we're praying on mixlr mixlr is the name of the app, app gets it on the app store or the play store download it search young ecclesian nation and then um check us out every day 6 a.m and 6 p.m we're going to be praying join us there it's going to be awesome okay all right guys have a wonderful day god bless you bye bye If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram, that's pst.essien, pst.essien, see you there.